so much for joining us today in episode number 200 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're talking about the runner's journey. In all of our years of coaching, we have realized that there's basically five main stages that all runners go through in their journey to becoming a real life runner. So today we're going to explain all five stages to you to help you figure out where you are and what you need to do to move forward. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, episode 200, here we are. Can you believe we're here? Obviously. Obviously, I like that confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, what, a, what a cool journey this has been, right? I mean, we started this podcast all the way back in September of 2017, yeah, that seems too long ago. Which is crazy, <laughs> right? I mean, like three and a half years ago, over three and a half years at this point. So um, we've been putting out one episode a week for the that entire time, which is pretty darn amazing, with some bonus episodes thrown in as well. So that one week that I completely lost my voice. One week in February. Yeah, I remember, I forget if that was, that was the first year, wasn't it? 2018, I think. It might have been. I had yeah. absolutely no voice. It would have been the worst episode. Yeah, one week that we missed. So that's pretty darn good. Um, so we threw in some bonus ep- episodes to kind of make up for that along the way. Yes, certainly bonuses along the way. <laughs> yeah. So thank you to those of you who have been with us this whole time, um, our loyal podcast listeners. We want to definitely do something to celebrate you. So we're going to be holding a contest in the next couple of weeks for those of you that are loyal listeners that have been listening to the podcast, that have left us reviews. So keep your eyes out for those details. I literally just came up with this idea now, and I'm pretty excited about it. So I'm going to be putting that together. I love when you throw things at this. I'm looking at you like, wait, have you planned a contest already? No. No, no she hasn't, but there's no, going to be a contest. There's going to be a contest because this is episode 200, and this is going to be awesome. Um, but on that note, we actually do have something that is created. Um, which is our five-day running challenge, which we yes. which we are relaunching next week. Um, so if, if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, um, our five-day running challenge starts next Monday, May 24th of 2021. If you know you're catching this sometime in the future and you decided to go back and listen to our backlog, of if you were listening to episode episodes. 300 and decided let's go back and check out 200, yeah. sorry you've missed the five-day challenge, but there <laughs> may be one coming. There we'll may see be how one it goes. coming. Who knows what we'll be doing at that point in time? But it's true though, you know there's a lot of people that find the podcast and like go all the way back to episode one. Um, and I think that you can probably tell if you're listening to us now on episode 200, we kind of have a better handle on things and we are a little bit more comfortable with the microphone than episode one. I definitely sound a little bit less like a robot at this point (laughs) than I did on episode one. I went back, I, I, tried to listen to it, I could not make it through the whole thing. Episode one? Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, I sound slightly robotic. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really know what we were doing. We were just like, okay, let's do this, you know? Um, But here we are today on episode 200. So anyway, thank you guys for being here with us. Thank you for all of those who have already left an iTunes review for us because those reviews do help us to reach more people. They help more people to find the podcast so that we can help more runners gain all of the knowledge and everything that we share during the podcast every week. So thank you. And if you haven't yet, please go leave us one. Um, and that will all count towards this new contest that I'm deciding to, um, create over the next couple of weeks, which will be, which will be great. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, five day running challenge this time around. Okay. This is a brand new, those of you that have maybe done our five day challenge in the past, this is a brand new challenge that I am creating that we have, that we have created, um, over the last few weeks. Uh, and it's all focused on runners strength and mobility. So if you want to build a stronger, 
faster, injury-resistant runner's body, this challenge is for you. You can head over to 5dayrunningchallenge.com to sign up and find out more information. But basically, the way that it works is you sign up, you're going to get an email every day, you're going to get an action item to do every single day. It's going to take about five minutes to help you assess your strength and mobility, to help you figure out those areas of weakness or restriction that might be holding you back from achieving your goals. We want all runners to be able to run and have running feel amazing amazing. And when you have weakness or areas of restriction, your body just doesn't feel good when you're out on your run. So we want to help you change all of that with this challenge. Yeah, this challenge is going to be pretty exciting. It's It's got some new new videos, new stuff going mm-hmm. in there. There's not like a, a plan for, oh, well, I only run three days a week or I run six days a week. This is uh, an extra check beyond what your current running is. Right. This is the strength and mobility challenge, which is going to be really helpful for pretty much anybody listening to right now. Exactly. Because even if you're already doing strength training or mobility exercises, do you really know where you are right now? And this is going to help you assess where your body is right now. And then that way you can take the clear steps to improve. So whatever your body looks like right now, like when it comes to strength and mobility, and I don't just mean physical appearance, I mean the way that you move and how strong you are, we can help that. We can help you improve. We can help give you that good assessment so that you know exactly what steps you need to get stronger. So, fivedayrunningchallenge.com. Get yourself signed up today. On to today's episode. Episode 200, I believe. Episode 200. So, those of you that may be new to us, we want to talk a little bit about kind of who we are, what makes us different, um, how we coach runners in a different way than a lot of other running coaches out there and a lot of other programs. Because basically, we've created an entire system. Like, it's a complete training system to help you train your mind, body, and skills for success. Because we believe that training those three areas, mind, mind, body, and skills is the most effective way for you to be a successful runner and for you to achieve your goals. Because without all three, you'll never reach your your full potential as a runner and you will always fall short of your goals. Right. It's got three prongs to it because the three-legged stool never falls down. That is true. But, and, and as a runner, you know, everyone has probably heard the old adage of like running is 90% mental, right? Sure. So if, but then if, it's 90% mental. Why do all training plans just focus only on physical things? Right. So it's it's 90% mental, but here's your training plan. This is how many miles you should run during the week. This is the pace that these runs should be at. All In right. this very specific range. Yep. Catch you at the race. Hope it goes well for you. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you need the other aspects. You need the mental training, but then you also need the skills. A lot of people just kind of skim over the whole fact that running is in fact a skill. And if years listening to us and you don't think it is, look around at other runners. Sometimes you find the people that have been running and really training running as a skill and their form looks smoother, their pacing looks more even, they just look like they're gliding along as they're running. Every once in a while you get the random runner that just naturally falls into that, but so many people, and I mean, you can see this because the Olympics are coming up this summer. Oh, I can't wait. The form is amazing because they've been like refining that skill Mm -hmm. for years. Mm -hmm. And some of them decades, right? Like, I mean, it's just, it's definitely a skill that can be improved, right? The way that your foot hits the ground, your running form, your breathing, your posture, like all of these things are skills that you can learn pace 
pacing, like you mentioned, um, training your mind to understand that like some days when you think you need motivation, you don't actually need motivation. You just need to shift your mental state. You need to have tools in your back pocket to help your mental game just as important as trying to go out and hit that tempo run at that given pace right all of those things are important of course but it's also important when we look at the body to look at strength and mobility and um, nutrition and recovery like these are all things that we incorporate into our training system to train you as a whole person as a real life runner right that incorporates mind, body, and skills. We don't wanna just focus on one area because if you just focus only on trying to build a strong body, but you neglect the the mental aspect, you're just not going to have, you're not gonna reach that full potential, right? And if you neglect the skills, like Kevin was saying, with pacing and form and all of that, you're gonna be wasting energy. You could probably go faster or run longer. And so when you put all three together, when those three parts are working together, that's what's gonna make you into that strong runner that's able to go out and really see what you're capable of achieving. Right, you need you need all of them. And, and the mental aspect is a huge portion. Like you said, running is 90% mental, but the system is not just, hey, let's only focus on the 90% mental aspect and ignore the rest of it. Because mm-hmm. having an actual cohesive running plan that has mileage and pacing and stuff like that and effort mm-hmm. levels is all actually really important you can't just live purely in the 90 percent mental and then be like oh i thought about training for a marathon for a while i should be good to show up at the starting line <laughs> it might be a painful adventure for right you. you you have to train all three right because basically we've, we've spent the last 15 years coaching runners and working with people to improve their physical and mental health through running strength training and lifestyle changes and we've also experienced these things as runners ourselves like we know what it's like not to feel motivated motivated or to struggle with inconsistency, to feel like you're just running in circles versus actually making progress despite your best efforts. And it's so frustrating. Well, and sometimes we actually are running in circles depending on what you're... <laughs> Especially you when you run ultra marathons around our neighborhood. Ultra marathon or, you know, your basic track workout is... Yeah. It's not exactly a circle, you know, it's it's more of a of an oblong oval, but mm-hmm. still, we're basically running in circles right. in that one. But running in circles for a productive reason. Exactly. And, you know, we've experienced this ourselves and we've also seen so many runners go through this vicious cycle, right? People that go through that vicious cycle of injury or inconsistency. And sometimes people just decide, you know, running's not even for me. And hopefully that's not you considering you're listening to a running podcast right now. And we don't want that to ever happen to you. There's, there comes a point for a lot of people where they just aren't seeing the improvement or running just doesn't feel good anymore, or they just can't find the motivation. It just becomes that struggle and they just stop running. And we just don't want that to happen to you because that's one of the things that we know that running is so powerful, both for our physical health and our mental health, and we want people to gain the benefits of running, and that's why we developed this entire system. Right, and, and we've been in all these spots. I have definitely been in that place where I was quite confident that I was not going to be capable as a runner, and a lot of it came from some judgment and comparison to the people around me, mm-hmm. and I, I gave up on running for a, a brief period of time and got back into it, and it was after I got back into it and took control that I started to see much more improvements. And then when I really dove into it and started training in all aspects of it, that 
actually started to see the huge improvements and age seemed to be less of a concern at that point because mm-hmm. I was hitting times in late 30s that I was hitting in my early 20s. Right. So with with less injury, yeah. which was also fun. With less injury and less training in, yes. in, in some ways, right? I mean, like, yes, you just basically took a more holistic approach to your training. But the when you look at your mileage in your early 20s versus now, it's not even close. No, no. I'm at like 50% mileage. Yeah, 50% of what you used to be. Exactly. Right. And you're running the same times and you're 20 years older. Yeah. A little, little different on the uh, the high end speed. That that is something that needs to be worked on. <laughs> well, but think... this is also part of the the training. Is mm-hmm. depending on what you focus on, depending on your distance. And more recently, I've been focusing on longer distances. When I was in college, I was focusing on shorter, faster distances. Yeah. So I was able to hit quarters at a faster pace because that was the priority. So you know your your speed and your endurance it also depends on what area you're actually focusing on and how much priority you're putting to that area right and that's where running becomes a very relative thing right like it's relative to you and your goals and where you are in your runner's journey and so that's really what we want to talk about today you know we want to talk about the the five main stages of the runner's journey that we've seen Pretty much all runner, all runners go through at some point, right? Yeah, not necessarily in the exact path. Some people try and skip steps. Yeah, there's, you know, this is the order that we came up with, um, and but there can you can kind of skip stages sometimes, or unfortunately backslide into other stages sometimes. Usually, if you skip stages, you backslide. Yeah. So we're going to talk about all of that today, so that you guys can figure out where you are in your running journey, and then what steps you need to take to move forward. So stage one is the budding runner, the newbie, right? You're just, you're new to running. Maybe you're thinking, you know, running's just a way for me to get in shape. It's just something that I do at the gym or instead of the gym, like if the gym's closed because of a pandemic, you could know, be, like, could okay, be a pandemic. I could go outside and do some running. And I know there's a lot of people that started running during the pandemic because all the gyms were closed and they didn't have their normal ways to work out. So running was something that they had and they then, you know, started doing the running and then, you know, maybe they started liking the running a little bit or they started to love that feeling that they got after running was over, after the run, right? Uh, the after run feeling because yeah. that always feels nice. Not maybe like the 30 seconds right after like a hard run, <laughs> but like 15 minutes later, you're like, man, what? Look at, look at what I just accomplished. Yeah. And you start feeling good and then you want that again. Mm-hmm. And you kind of keep wanting to add some more and more to it. People get into running for all sorts of crazy reasons yep. at, at all sorts of levels of life too. Like yep. all sorts of, of um, chronological ages mm-hmm. does not necessarily connect to your running age. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you got into running at 45 and it, you've been going for three years, congrats, you're a three-year-old runner. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a little different than people who've been running since they were in high school. But both of them could have gotten in for similar reasons of, well, I just kind of wanted to get in better shape, or it seemed easy enough to do, or my favorite reason for why somebody got into running, I got to go throw back on this one to one of the kids on our cross country team I think like a decade ago she got into running because her parents made her sign up for something before they left the gym mm-hmm. they said you can pick any of the clubs or any of the sports but you have to put your name on one of the sign-in sheets mm-hmm. at freshman orientation <laughs> And she and her twin sister signed up for cross country because we were the closest table. Mm -hmm. And then she went to the state championship meet six different times. Yeah. I I mean, she's such a fantastic (laughs) story, right? Um, But so if you find yourself in this stage, maybe you're starting to enjoy it. And then you kind of get to that point where you're starting to get curious. Like, 
oh, I wonder if I could get better, you know? Like, I, I wonder what it would take for me to get better or to start running longer. So you have that kind of sense of curiosity about running, about maybe maybe I should try some races here. You know, maybe you've done a race and you really enjoyed it um, or you've run a couple of races just for fun with friends. You know, there's some really fun races out there like the color runs and the bubble runs. That's and what like, I was just about to say, yeah, the color runs. Yeah. Did you finish a race covered in all sorts of crazy chalk and paint? Right. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, when you're at this stage, you're, you're basically new to the game. You're kind of curious. You're like, okay, you, you may or may not even think of yourself as a runner yet. Um, I'm here to tell you that you are. So congratulations and welcome to the club. Okay, because if you run, you're a runner. And maybe you want to start getting a little bit more consistent and seeing if you can improve. Maybe you start to have some goals. If you do, you know, if you have a race under your belt, maybe you're like, oh, I wonder if I could do that a little faster or if I could move up. And if I did a 5K, maybe I can try a 10K next. You kind of have that that sense of like, I want to get a little better at this. I wonder what I have to do to improve. Right. And that's how you start branching into the next level of runner. But that that curiosity, mm-hmm. I think, sticks around at so many of these stages. Oh, for sure. It's really how you keep jumping from one to the next is the question of, I wonder what else I could do. Oh, like yeah. You're still having a lot of fun, but you pointed out, and don't get me wrong, if you're running, you are a runner. A lot of people at this stage just say that running is something they do. Right. They've not fully adopted the whole, I'm a runner. It's Correct. like, no, 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 I, I run on like Wednesdays and Thursdays, mm-hmm. or I run on Tuesdays and Fridays and then once over the weekend. Right. Like it's part of their fitness routine, sure. but they haven't necessarily taken on the identity yet. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's what they do to stay in shape. Exactly. And so when you're at this stage, and I, I like what you said about curiosity, because I really do think that's true. Like, I feel like curiosity is one of the best feelings and emotions that we can have as runners. Like it, it takes away the pressure, right? It, when you approach your running with this sense of curiosity of like, I wonder what I can do versus like, I need to get faster or I need to run longer. Like I have all this pressure on me to get better. That's going to curiosity is such a more helpful emotion to have than like this sense of you know pressure and like the need to improve well curiosity you can't fail when you go into something new and different with the curiosity mindset mindset it's just sort of like "Mm, i wonder what's going to happen Mm -hmm. like i mean literally on the the workout i was running today it was like ah i wonder if i could run these next couple of reps a couple of seconds faster or if I'll crash and burn. I don't know. Guess we'll see. Yeah. And and I just gave it a shot because who cares if I ended up crashing and burning? Like it just doesn't ultimately matter. Mm-hmm. But if I was really comparing to, you know, oh, I ran this same workout a couple of weeks ago. This one needs to be faster. Then it could be a failure if I don't hit the time. But mm-hmm. just like, hmm. I wonder what happens if I try and push a little bit harder on the gas pedal. Yeah. That's a that's a healthier way of looking at it. Right, right. So that takes us on to stage two. So when you move from stage one to stage two, you basically have decided that you want to run. You know, you have you, you might want to run races, you might just want to pick up running more often. But stage two is what we're calling the inconsistent runner. And there's really two types of inconsistent runners. There's what we want to call the fair weather runner, okay? So for the fair weather runner, that is the person that only runs maybe when the weather is nice out like literally literally the fair, fair weather, weather runner, runner right like if it's nice outside i'll go for a run or this is also the the same person that 
feels like they need a race on the calendar to train. Like they have a, a hard time finding that internal motivation and they're constantly thinking to themselves, why can't I just stay consistent? Or I can't find my motivation or something must be wrong with me. Like other people can do this. Why can't I? Yeah. The fair weather runner is constantly seeking out what's the next thing that will inspire me mm-hmm. to be able to run. And as soon as that, that latest glittery, shiny object disappears, the motivation wanes and they're going to take mm-hmm. a couple of days off, which then slides into a couple of weeks off. And suddenly it's been a couple of months and they're mm-hmm. like, man, I really got to find a race so that I can go out and run again. Right. Like that, that saying comes mm-hmm. up a lot is I need to find a race so that I can go out and train for it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so when people are in this stage, they really feel a lot of like a lack of confidence, right? Because they don't trust their own ability to stay motivated. They feel like they they need this external factor, like a race or a friend or something else to motivate them to get out the door. There's a lot of guilt and shame associated with this stage, right? They feel very unmotivated on their own um, to go out and train every day or to maintain that consistency that they say that they want, but they're just they feel like they're unable to attain that. Right. And so you can end up with lots of excuses on this one too Mm -hmm. of, well, I was planning on running today, but then this thing came up and whatever that thing that came up is looking at it from the outside, you might be like, well, that's not that big of a deal. You could have still just gone out and run and Mm -hmm. done that thing later. But when you are in this stage Any little thing that comes up is such an easy distraction that it becomes a very simple built-in excuse of, well, I couldn't get my run in today because of X, Y, or Z. Right. And people in this stage also are constantly looking for like tips, tricks, and hacks to improve their running. Like they, it's, they lack that long-term consistency, which is really what we all know gets you better. And so instead of just trying to... I shouldn't say trying to because they, they do try to be consistent, lots right? Of, they're lots just, of effort. They're just not sure how to get there, right? They feel like there's always some sort of mental or physical block that's holding them back. Um, so they're always looking for like tips or tricks or like ways to improve their running or ways to get more consistent possibly. Right. You've, you've read 35 different articles all titled The Three Keys to Getting Faster right. This Weekend. Yeah. Um, the other thing people do at this stage is they tend to spend a lot of money on like shoes and other gear hoping that that will make them better or more consistent or more motivated but they're not really getting down into that depth and, and this is a lot of mental training here. Like there's a lot of things mentally that we need to do at this stage to get people into that space of consistency. Right, because the big issue here is a lack of self-confidence. And so you're putting external things on it. There has to be a race on the schedule. Mm -hmm. I just bought this new pair of shoes, so now I need to use the new pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. You're past that new stage of just like, well, running's kind of this new thing. I'll go out and run. You want to, to keep going, but obstacles just seem to keep popping up in your way. And so you just try and keep coming up with more external motivations to keep pushing you out the door. Exactly. And then part two of stage two is what we like to call the injured runner. Okay. So you're inconsistent because of injury, right? So if you are in in the inconsistent stage, then basically you can be inconsistent because of lack of motivation, but you can also be inconsistent because of pain and injury. So this goes back to how we started this whole thing of 
we train mind, body, and skills. Mm -hmm. If you were inconsistent as the fair weather runner, a lot of that is mental issues. Mm -hmm. If you're inconsistent for injury, there's probably some sort of body or skill Mm -hmm. that's lacking, possibly a strength issue that's lacking, a mobility thing that's lacking. Something's not firing correctly. Right. So if you find yourself in this stage, a lot of times you're probably thinking to yourself, like, I'm getting older. My body's just not cooperating. I'm just getting slower. I don't know why I'm not improving. Things are starting to hurt and get achy. I'm not making any progress, right? And that just leads to a lot of feelings of frustration, confusion, overwhelm, because like you feel like, you know, you're running because like, like we said, you can be in further stages and kind of backslide into lower stages, this is the stage that everybody usually backslides to. Like, is this inconsistent runner stage? And people, you can backslide from stage three or stage four back here because of injury or because of lack of motivation. And so you, maybe you were in, you know, stage three or stage four, and now you find yourself back here. And it just is a very frustrating feeling. And there's a lot of confusion that goes along with this too. Right. So you keep trying to push. Like that's part of this is like you keep going. You, you'd like to get better. You're trying to be a much more consistent yeah. runner. And every time you get going, you your body simply seems to be rebelling against you. Yes. That leads to a huge amount of frustration. I, I certainly played this game for years in college mm-hmm. and it led to a whole heck of a lot of frustration that yeah. then seeped into the mental aspect of I'm not good enough because I was comparing myself to the people around me mm-hmm. who were like all American collegiate runners, yeah. sub four minute milers. Like that was, that was my running peer group. And shockingly, I came up with negative self judgment off of that one. So <laughs> it did, it didn't go so great. And I, I blame my body. And so my thought was, well, I just, I need to push harder, Mm -hmm. which then just led to more injury because I wasn't fixing the the major issue. Mm -hmm. I just kept trying to do what I was doing more. Yeah. So if you find yourself in this stage, that might look like, you know, basically you're running inconsistently. You have to constantly be taking time off because of pain or injury. So you're trying to like look up solutions online. Maybe you're like Googling articles on like ways to make running feel better or ways to progress or how to fix X, Y, or Z problem, right? A calf pain in runners, how to treat my low back pain in runners. Um, Have you been living on WebMD? Right. You know, like, so you're like constantly trying to find or like YouTube videos. You're trying to kind of piece this together to figure out what might be going on in your body. Or maybe you're even at the point where you seek the help of a professional, like a doctor or a physical therapist to help treat the pain because you're sick and tired of being inconsistent and injured. And you really want to get out of this stage and move on into those next higher stages. Right. And hopefully you found a doctor professional that's actually going to do something more than just treat the symptom, Yes, which is how people end up stuck in this stage Mm -hmm. for a while is they've, they've got, you know, I don't know, let's just come up with an example of pain in the bottom of their foot of plantar fasciitis. And the doctor's like, Oh, we just put a shot into the bottom of your foot for that one. And it does not necessarily fix the issue so much as trying to mask the symptoms. Right. Exactly. And basically, you know, if you find yourself in stage two, this is a lot of what we're going to be focusing on in our five day challenge next week. Okay. So we're going to be helping you figure out 
what is going on in your body, where your weaknesses lie, where your um, restrictions lie, so you can figure out how to get out of the stage and how to stay out of this stage so that you can move up in your runner's journey for good, basically. You know, there are things that you can do that don't take a lot of time and they don't take a lot of effort. And if you do them consistently, your body will feel so much better when you're out there running and you don't have to take off all of this time for injury. You can maintain that consistency that you're looking for and then actually improve. Yeah, and then you get to start pulling the best of all the different stages and you can go back and take the fun out of stage one and bring that along with you on your journey because <laughs> you no one's having fun when they're living in the inconsistent world <laughs> right okay so after stage two of the inconsistent um running stage we move on to stage three which is the consistent runner that seems oh. to make sense yes exactly so the cool thing about stage three is that you can actually get to stage three from stage two. So you can move from the inconsistent stage to the consistent stage, but you can actually bypass stage two and go straight from stage one as the newbie runner into stage three of the consistent runner. Like you don't have to pass through inconsistency. You can bypass stage two. You don't have to get hurt just to reach stage three. It's <laughs> right. possible that you can actually go from the new runner to the consistent runner mm -hmm. simply because time has passed on the calendar. Exactly. So basically if you're a consistent runner, you run consistently three to five days a week because consistent, consistency looks a little bit different for everybody, right? Um, and you enjoy running. Like running is a part of what you do. It's a part, it starts to become a part of who you are. Um, at stage three that's really when people start to take on more of this runner identity I feel and, and kind of feel it a little bit more like yeah I'm a runner like I run four days a week or five days a week and I go out and I train with my friends and I'm in a running group and like you probably have running friends you know like you got stickers on the back of your car that yeah. say ra various race distances you are consistent. <laughs> consistent you do your thing right and then sometimes you might also like do some other cross training or YouTube videos but you really just love running and you go out maybe you have the same loop that you like to go on you've got your little three mile loop or five mile loop and you go out and you do that four or five times a week and you're good to go yeah i mean it's it has really become part of your life like mm -hmm. running is simply what you do so when people ask like you know part of your identity like running is on the list of mm -hmm. like oh well i'm i'm a dad and i'm a, I'm a son and i'm a father like all the different things and, and runner it mm -hmm. slides on the list did i say dad and father in there i think i did mm -hmm. but running is on the list because it's simply part of who you are and you don't have to think a whole lot about it because you know it's Monday morning, and so you wake up, you put some shoes on, and boom, out you go on your loop. Right. And so when people are in this stage, like, they have the consistency, so they don't really need, like, motivation or that things. But maybe what they kind of start feeling at this stage is, like, they notice that they've been running for a while. And, you know, at the beginning, like in stage one, you naturally make progress, right? You naturally just, when you're new to running, things just kind of start getting better, right? The more you do it, like the more consistent you become, you start getting faster, it starts feeling easier, you start feeling better out on your runs. And then when you kind of hit this consistent stage, the progress kind of slows down. You might notice that you're at a plateau, like you're running a lot, but not really getting any better. Like things are maybe starting to even get a little achy and start hurting a little bit because a lot of times if you're at this consistent stage, you're pretty much just running. Like you might not be doing all the other things, right? The strength training, the mobility work, all those things. You maybe watch some YouTube videos, you know, about and like 
try to integrate some other forms of cross training every now and then. Sure. Um, but it's not like something that you're you're not following a tra- like a structured training plan or anything at this point. Right. You may have some other exercises. You may have a gym membership and you you go in and you look at some other people and you're like, oh, they look like a runner. Mm-hmm. I saw them do that exercise. I'm going to go to do that exercise right. now. But even if you have like, you know, some people are very like consistent, but they're not following a training plan in order to help them improve, but they kind of have the same thing that they do every week. Like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, they run. And then Tuesday and Thursday, they take the class at the gym. And then one day they do yoga and they do that just every week. But there's not like a goal. They're not like trying to move towards anything, um, like any sort of improvement. They just basically want to be in good shape. And they are in good shape because they they're, shape. they're yeah. working out like crazy. Sure. So they're in very good shape. You're the consistent runner, and this is fantastic. The problem comes if, as the consistent runner, then you start signing up for races and your race times aren't dropping. Because mm-hmm. when you first got into it, every time you ran, it was another PR, and it was amazing. And yeah. you're like, look at how much fa- I'm even faster now. And I ran a 5K, and now I ran a 10K. That's twice the distance. Like Everything was new and exciting. Now you've run some races, and now you're starting to look at the times, and the times aren't getting any faster Mm -hmm. and so you may in fact from this stage accidentally slip back into stage two and find yourself in the fair weather runner stage Mm -hmm. because you just get frustrated that you're not making the progress and so then you lose some of the consistency because you start getting that mindset of well what's what's the point Mm -hmm. and then you can dip backwards right and we don't want that to happen right so we what we want you to start feeling is like yeah I'm feeling consistent but then you might notice that you like want to start getting faster or you might want to run a little bit longer so again back to that sense of curiosity that feeling of of curiosity that's a good thing here right but you're just maybe unsure on how to get better like you you are noticing this plateau but you don't really know what to do about it because you're working out five days a week six days a week you know and so you feel like you're doing the things but you're not getting the results that you're looking for which is frustrating and that's but at least you have that curiosity mindset and as we said from the very beginning the way that you keep climbing up the ladder is with curiosity. Curiosity Mm -hmm. moves you from one stage to the next of how can I continue to improve? Mm -hmm. And so we move from stage three, the consistent runner into stage four. Right. Which is the goal driven runner. Okay. So once you are moving from stage three to stage four, you start wanting to get better, right? There's that sense of wanting to improve. And so that takes you into the goal-driven runner. So everybody has different goals. So for some people, it might be a race. Some some people might want to run longer. Some people might want to improve their race time um, of, of a given distance. But basically, you start to f- seek out a training plan. So maybe you start downloading some plans off the internet so that you can try to improve or try to hit a certain goal for a race. Maybe you just are trying to lose weight. Like there's some sort of goal that you're working towards. And it's it's a bigger goal. And it's a goal that like once you hit a goal, you then move to the next goal. This is the difference between like level four, the goal driven of I, I have this goal or I have this series of goals or I have a, a big goal and small goals to get there versus the fair weather runner that if there's not a goal on the schedule that 
they can just slip there and kind of hang out without training mm-hmm. until they were like, oh, wait, I haven't run in a little while. I should find a race. Mm-hmm. Like this runner has multiple goals. Maybe it's a race time. Maybe it's something else. There's lots of different ways that they can train to simply find improvement. The goal-driven runner didn't get completely derailed over the last year where races disappeared. They just moved their goals into a slightly different category. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, well, I don't have a race on the schedule, but let's see if I can run more miles during this mm-hmm. month than I ever had let's see try and make my own personal race around my neighborhood like whatever it was there's some goal that always keeps pushing them forward yeah exactly they're trying to move forward so if you're at this stage you understand that you are a runner you fully take on that identity of I'm a runner I have a goal I want to get faster I run I want to run longer you know you're consistent you feel motivated you know those are the things that drive you forward right you can see you, you set goals and you do the work to get there, right? You're usually running four to six times per week. You follow a training plan that has strength training, some other cross training in, incorporated, incorporated into it. So there's a lot of really positive things in this stage. However, there are some downsides to stage four. Yeah, I mean, when you bring the the super consistency and this high level of motivation, both internal and external motivation, it's may ultimately push you to just keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Right? I've got a plan. If I just keep doing that plan and then up it 10% and then another 10% and mm-hmm. I just keep turning up the dial, I'll just keep getting faster and I'll be able to keep running further. And all you do is just keep turning up the dial. Yeah. And well, that's great. It brings a lot of motivation. Sometimes that leads to a lot of burnt out mm-hmm. and just exhaustion all the time right so a lot of times people in this stage think like maybe I just need to do more like in order to get better I just need to do more or maybe you start thinking like I'm not doing enough and like Kevin said you're starting to maybe feel tired and burnt out and that's why people from this stage can often backslide back into stage two into that injured runner or even that fair weather runner you know depending on what exactly is going on because if you're just burnt out from like chasing all these goals and constantly ramping up your training there get there might get to a point where your body shuts down and your body decides this is too much and then there also might be that time where your mind shuts down and says like i can't keep pushing at this level anymore like other things in my life are suffering right because you don't see running as necessarily part of your life in the big picture like a lot of times people at this stage tend to fall into overtraining or not getting enough sleep and recovery just pushing so hard all the time and not con- considering like the big picture of their overall health no, no, no. The, the overall health does not play a role here. You've got a training plan and you're going to follow a training plan <laughs> because at the end of the training plan is a race or a goal distance or whatever it is. And you need to follow that plan because that plan gets you to the goal. Yeah. Everything else can, can wait for later. I'll mm-hmm. sleep at the end of the plan, mm-hmm. but you won't because at the end of the plan, you'll just put another goal and start a new plan. Right. So because, you can sleep eventually. Right. Because, you know, we love that those hits of dopamine that we get, right? That, that that running gives to us like when we achieve those goals when we do those things like we love that as runners that sense of accomplishment so when you are in this stage you're just constantly seeking out that next hit that like next sense of accomplishment to to hit off check off like that next goal and then okay now what more can I do what more can I do and it just like it's important to have 
more of the big picture here, which will take you into stage five, which we're gonna talk about in a minute here, but that's really the big difference here between stage four and stage five, and then also why stage four can often backslide back into stage two. Right, but that's also the difference between stage four and, and two, is stage four runner crosses the finish line at like the big race that they've been training for, and while like enjoying the post-race food, they're already taking out their phone and finding <laughs> the next race. They actually went to the booth at the like post-race festivities and signed up for the race next year mm. and three races between now and that race like they've got so many on their calendar that there's never a downtime whereas the the level two runner the fair weather runner that goes from race to race to race they go from a race and they finish it and they're like sweet i did that race it's time for a break. Yeah. And then eventually <laughs> they are like, I'm bored. I'm going to find a race again. And yeah. then for two months, they're gung-ho on that one. Mm-hmm. They run across they the finish line. They enjoy the post-race festivities and they celebrate by taking a big giant break. The goal-driven runner just, they celebrate by finding the next race, mm-hmm. which is a fine plan uh, right up until you're completely hurt and burnt out and not sleeping ever and other things in life start crumbling around you. Right. And, you know, we've, we've both been here too, you know, and and this is one of the reasons that we're so passionate now about helping people to move into stage five, you know, because we know what it's like to train at this level. And when you're in this stage, you think you're doing all the right things. Like you're confident you're in stage five. Oh yeah. You know, (laughs) like you think this is the pinnacle, right? You're like, I'm a runner. I'm consistent. I'm doing all the things I'm setting goals. I'm like knocking out PRs. Like I am freaking rocking it. Yes. But you're not. But you're not. Like, yeah, you're not quite there yet. Like, you're on your way there. But we just need to kind of take a step back and look at the bigger picture here. Like, how is this fitting into who you want to be as a person, not just as a runner? Like, yes, it's your identity as a runner is definitely a part of who you are. And we push this identity. Those of you that, that have been listening, you know we want you to say, I am a real-life runner. That is the identity that we want to take you to. And that is stage five, right? But let's talk a little bit about our experience here in stage four. I mean, stage four and thinking that stage four is the pinnacle is, I think, one of the the cores, the foundation of what created this company. Yes. Because I was living and crushing stage four. And I was pretty sure that I... I had won. Like I, I was in college and I could not keep up with the people around me. And I was on this constant, like lack of motivation and injury cycle. So I bounced between the two different aspects of level two, thinking that I was somehow going to improve every once in a while. I would like, like take a, like dip my toe into stage four and then fall back to two. But then post-college, I got running and I was so consistent. I'm doing some other strength work because I was, you know, dating a physical therapist. And <laughs> so I, I knew the strength exercises to do and I was training so much and I, I won a marathon. Like I, I literally had the finish line from the marathon in my classroom and then had a seizure in my classroom. Like that, that was a weird, awkward combo. Like a month and a half later. Like a month and a half later. Yeah. Like it was a, it was a weird combo. Cause I'm like, I'm as physically fit as I've ever been in my life. Like I am crushing the whole be fit, be healthy thing, but I wasn't. 
I was lying to myself. Like, it's like the person who puts only the beautiful pictures on Instagram. It's their curated life. Mm -hmm. Like, my running, it was only showing the highlights. It wasn't showing my sleep schedule, which was like, go to bed at 12.30, wake up at 4.30, knock out 10 miles. Like, that that didn't work so well. Like, Well, because it, it, it was working for you, right? <laughs> Until it just didn't anymore. That's the thing, is the, the level 4 runner... It works until it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And then, at, and I hope that you don't hit the wall the same way I did. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, maybe a small nagging injury shows up mm -hmm. and you just slip into that and you can ice it. And then you come back and that injury comes back a little bit more and you ice it and you're like, oh, I'm not at the highest point. I'm, I'm actually stuck here in this, in this bouncing between two mm -hmm. and four stage. You know, you make a really good point here, right? Like, you can have that, like, chronic nagging injury here at stage four. Yeah. Like, that doesn't necessarily send you down into stage two, into that injured runner. Because back in stage two, if you are inconsistent due to injury, you're having to take off chunks of time because of that injury. But a lot of times, people hang out with this kind of nagging pain mm -hmm. in stage four, and they just, like, I'm just going to run through it. I like, just it's not nurse stopping. that thing. Yeah, like it's not stopping me. Like it feels uncomfortable every time I go out and run or I'm going to put some kinesio tape on it to see if this run can feel better or I'm going to get shoes to make this part feel better. But like it's never actually better. But you just run through it because it's just it's not affecting your consistency at all. No, it's not messing with your consistency. And as we've pointed out, you've got a training plan and there's a race at the end of it mm -hmm. and nothing is getting in your way. Right. There's no nagging injury. There's no lack of sleep. There's no job commitments there's no family commitments nothing's getting in your way of crossing that mm -hmm. and that's where you start losing that and it's not it's not a balance but it's, it's perspective paying, yes it's perspective like you don't have to keep every aspect of your life in perfect balance mm -hmm. but you have to have an idea of where running fits in and running can't be the hundred percent of your life where then you sprinkle in everything else exactly so that takes us to our final stage, which is stage five, the real life runner. And this is where we want all of you to get to. So based on where you are, you know, based on our descriptions so far, kind of figure out where you are. Like, are you in stages one through four or are you in stage five? Because this, in our opinion, is the goal. So at this stage, when you are in stage five of the real life runner, you know you're a runner. It's definitely part of your identity. You also have goals. Maybe you you still have those goals of running PRs or of race times. You want to run faster. You want to run longer. Running is totally a part of who you are as a person. You can you get the physical benefits, the mental benefits, but you also have this perspective around running. Like running is a part of who you are. It's not everything. It's um, a part of your health picture, right? You know that running improves your physical health and your mental health. You know when you're kind of overdoing it, maybe you need to pull back a little bit here. Um, you can tell that there are other areas of your life that might need your attention. So running might need to sometimes take a little bit of a back seat because you need to prioritize other things. But that doesn't mean you're going to backslide into inconsistency. That doesn't mean that you're not going to run. Like you just might need to not focus on your specific goal during this month, you know, because something else, your work, your family, some other commitment or priority needs to move up a little bit higher in the list. But you're still a consistent runner. Running is still a priority to you. You just, you kind of know how it fits into your life. Right. Running is still a very high priority 
and you have a goal, but your goal has some flexibility to it. Mm-hmm. It's multifaceted. Yes. Like you have goals that sometimes they may be goal race times, but you also have other aspects of the goal. Like I just want to feel stronger on all of my runs, or I do have a race on the schedule, and I don't think that I'm going to be able to run my fastest time ever at that race because I have these other life commitments coming, but this is going to be the most fun I've had. This is going to be the strongest I've felt crossing the mm-hmm. finish line. Like you can take pride in other things besides simply the goal time. And, and that's huge. Like yeah. I'm going to go out there and, and race because, you know, I signed up for the race and I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. This is where the level five runner still pulls in some of the best aspects of, of the newbie runner is there's so much fun in level five, mm-hmm. which is sometimes missing from level four. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it, 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 it miss, sometimes it's there. Like, sometimes don't get me wrong. There, right. Like there's parts of it that are fun, but level four can get a little intense. Uh, intense is a wonderful way of describing it. <laughs> Right. Where five is just, it's fun. Yeah, five is fun. Like th- this is where you start to feel you're, you're consistent, you're motivated, you're confident. Like you have a very clear vision. Like you feel strong. Running makes you happy, and you just feel joyful. You know that you know that you're doing something good for your body and for your mind. Like your physical health and your mental health are both improving because of your running. Yes. You make a really good point there. Like we talk about training the the mind, the body and the skills, but running also reciprocates that. Mm -hmm. Like your training, the mental capacity to go out there and be a runner now is coming back and helping your mental capacity in other aspects Mm -hmm. of life. Like, man, I was able to like coordinate my schedule and still be able to get my run in today. I can handle juggling these several different things. Like, man, my schedule tomorrow looks super busy. No, it doesn't. I can figure out how to organize all these things and knock them all out. Like, you can figure out things like that or other difficult situations, nervous situations. Like, if you've shown up at several race lines... It gets a little nerve-wracking when someone fires a gun and, you know, you and however many people around you are going off and running a race. That can be nerve-wracking. So can putting on, like, a big presentation at work. Mm-hmm. Like, these are nerve-wracking things, but you can take mental skills from running and apply them to life. Right, exactly. So when you're in this stage, you understand that there is a the, a good balance of training for your body. You don't compare yourself to other people. You don't just follow along and do what other people do. You understand that you are an individual and that your running journey is different than anyone else's running journey. And you need to do what's best for you. You need to train your body in the way that's best for you. You prioritize rest and you, and recovery and you enjoy it, right? You don't feel like you're missing out on something. Like you know that rest and recovery are when your body builds back stronger than it was before, so you take it on and you love it. Yeah, this is this is how you can actually be training less at level 5 than you were at level 4 and be faster mm-hmm. because you're taking into all aspects you're actually recovering appropriately you know you point out on some of the other ones and like the consistent runner you're running three to five times a week on on the goal driven maybe you've cranked that up to like six times a week on the real life runner you're somewhere in the like three to six because you figured out the system that works best for you Mm -hmm. that brings the most satisfaction and fulfillment 
to you. Right. And maybe sometimes during the year, that's three days a week. And maybe other times, that's five. Mm -hmm. It just kind of depends. And you're totally cool with sliding into different ways of running. Yeah, and because, adjusting. And adjusting. Because you're still experimenting. Like, even when you find a plan that works, you're like, okay, well, that's good. I wonder if there's any sort of tweaks that I could mm -hmm. put to that. What would it be like if I did this? Because you're still bringing the experimental mindset right. to it. Yeah, I mean, I did that for the last couple of months. Right. Yep. I decided I was going to just add a fifth day of running. Normally I run four days a week. I was going to add a fifth day just to feel, see how my body felt during it. Right. Like what does my body feel like when I increase my mileage to that level, when I increase my running to that level? And I decided I didn't want to continue with that. Like, and so I went back to my four days because I really like strength training and I really like what strength training does to my body. And I wasn't spending as much time strength training when I was running five days a week. Right. And it was harder for you to hit the, like the higher strength, like the, the bigger weights. Yes. Yeah. Because my body was just more tired right. from Which, the running. And that you take great pride in. And so mm -hmm. it was like, well, I don't really want to lose that aspect of it. Right. Like the same thing, like I... In my training, I like to run many five to six days out of the week. And that doesn't mean that it has to be the same thing every time. And I can mix it up. And lately, I've been trying to experiment with like different foods as I go out and run and mm -hmm. different paces and all sorts of different things. There's an endless list of stuff that you can experiment with yep. as you run because your running journey, it's not like when you make it to five, you cross the finish line, you're like, sweet, level five, I've made it, I'm done. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You're still on your journey yeah. and you're still able to throw all sorts of experiments and see what else is possible. You just right. live in this more fulfilled area. Yeah, you live in stage five for the rest of your running life because that's what the ultimate is here, right? Like you still are pushing yourself. You're st you still have goals, but you also know when to kind of back off and give your body what it needs or the rest. Like you have a good relationship with food and nutrition and you fuel yourself as a runner, like we, you understand the importance of mind, body, and skills, and you train all three areas on a consistent basis. Yeah. That, that consistent, healthy relationship with food. That's a big one. Oh, for sure. Uh, you fuel as a runner. Like you are totally capable of eating whatever you want in front of you. You're not going to be like, Ooh, I can't have that dessert. But you might think to yourself, I'm actually not going to have that dessert because I have a long run tomorrow morning and that dessert is not going to go well for my long run tomorrow morning. Right. It's not that you can't have it. Mm -hmm. It's that you know what's ahead on your schedule and you're like, man, I'm going to take a piece of that dessert for leftovers and enjoy that tomorrow night because I will have already done my long run. Mm -hmm. Like you're making choices based off of appropriately fueled in your body, not right. restricting because you can't have it because that's going to help you reach your goal, but simply how is how does food work with your body? Exactly, exactly. So those are the five stages. So hopefully by the descriptions that we've given you guys um, in this episode, you can kind of understand where you are. So let us know. I would love to hear where you are on your running journey. So if you follow us on Instagram, check out our post. We put up a episode related posts for every single podcast episode we do let us know in the comments of that post what stage are you in um, and if you're in our facebook group the real life runners tribe let us know there too okay and if you want help along this journey we would absolutely love to help you and that's why we've created the real life runners training team because we help people to understand the best way to train their mind body and skills 
for success. It's all laid out for you. You don't have to figure it out. We have training plans based on what your goal is. If you want to be more consistent, if you want to train for a race, if you want to start building mileage and do it safely without injury, without burnout, without plateau, if you want to get out of that plateau, like that's what we love to do inside our Real Life Runners training team. And you can get all of it for only $39 a month. We wanna make this something that is accessible to everyone because we know the power that running can give you in your life, not only physical health, but in the mental health. And once you get to this stage five of becoming this real life runner, and like Kevin said, how it just spills over and makes you happier and more able to deal with the rest of your life in such a positive way, that's something that we want for everyone, you know? So that's why we created our system, all of our resources, like inside the team, it's everything that you need to move up to stage five of the Real Life Runner. And if you're not quite ready to commit to the team yet, get a good taste of it inside our five-day running challenge. The five-day running challenge is free. Again, you can sign up for that over at fivedayrunningchallenge.com. But if you are ready to make that commitment to yourself and get yourself to stage five where you can be more fulfilled, more joyful, have running just feel amazing, and you can go out and achieve your goals and just continue to live this life of of joy and physical and mental health and all the good things, then come join our team. And you can find out more information on our website over at realliferunners.com. And as always, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been 200 episodes. It's been so much fun. We love connecting with our listeners on social media, via email, inside our team. It's just been such a blessing to have this podcast it turns out podcasting is really a marathon not a sprint there you go and i just want to thank you too kevin for being so open to doing this crazy idea of mine you know what we should do we should have a podcast (laughs) yeah we should have a podcast i already bought the microphone Okay, we're going to have a podcast now. (laughs) We're going to have a podcast now. But honestly, like, I think it's something that's brought the two of us closer together, too. Like, having this time to kind of just record and connect and talk about something that we love. and It's been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It's really been a lot of fun to do this together. Yeah. And so... We want to also, of course, thank you guys, our listeners, especially if you've ever left us a review, shared an episode with a friend. If you think that this episode or anything else that we put out there can help people, please share it. You know, we want to just continue to help people all over the world to make running feel good um, so that everyone can improve their health and just be happier. Yeah. Share the episode and then get your get your running friends and all your running buddies into the five-day challenge. Yes. All right. So again, that's fivedayrunningchallenge.com and then the team you can find more information at realliferunners.com. So as always, guys, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. This has been the Real Life Runners podcast, episode number 200. Now get out there and run your life.